This is Just Football. Welcome to Just Football um, here on the International Weekend. We haven't had a break like all the Premiership clubs have. We are here talking about football <laughs> as always. Um, you've got Dan S hosting and Dan P and Dave both join me. Hello. 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 It's quite, yeah. quite brave of you comparing us to Premier League clubs. We are the elite. I, I, I was I'm so not being a, paid like a Premier yeah. League. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Um, before we get um, stuck in, I feel like we should just mention that today is Dave's birthday. So happy birthday, Dave. Um, <laughs> happy, Dan, happy Dan birthday, texted Dave. me separately saying that he would uh, sing happy birthday. So I don't know if you want to do that now or do you want to wait till the end? Or uh, We'll <laughs> save that. We'll, we'll save that for the Patreon. <laughs> we, we can always add it to the end of uh, after yeah. the end. Sort of yeah, as, as a little bonus. So happy birthday, Dave. Thank you very much. Um. Right, so let's get stuck into football. So obviously this weekend was international um, weekend, so the international breaks of the top few leagues um, weren't playing, but there are obviously a few European games um, which have happened. I feel like we should probably start with the England game, since we are English. Um, Mostly English, I should say. (laughs) Mostly, (laughs) Two thirds. Um, And England played on Saturday evening. And drew one all with Ukraine, with Kyle Walker scoring his first English goal in 77 appearances. Um, he doesn't actually score many goals, does he? I don't think he scores many goals. It's quite surprising when I when I heard it was his first goal for England. I was quite surprised by that. Yeah. Um, so he yeah, he scores his first English goal. Um, I don't know if any of you watched the game. I only watched about 10, 20 minutes of it. I watched the first half. Yeah. Any any good? No. it's I find it even these qualifying games I find it really hard to get motivated to watch them and I don't know it's weird especially it's your country and you should be you know passionate about watching your country but these qualifiers that has changed though hasn't it it feels like sort of 10 you know in the days when like Shearer was playing it feels like we did used to get excited, even for friendlies when, when they came about. But it feels like something has transitioned outwards where even qualifiers are like, and maybe it's because we're kind of almost expected to qualify. So it's a bit more of a going through the motions, but it just doesn't feel as exciting. I think, yeah, there's a bit of that. But I would wonder, is there too much football? Maybe. Yeah. I, I was going to say... I, I was, sorry, Dave. I was just going to back that up, but you carry on. No, I was going to say it is it is all year round. So there's no break at all. You got the men's game, the women's game, and you got European tournaments, European qualifiers, uh, European trophy qualifiers. It's just, it's, it's never ending. And then you have all these different media streams, not just from the UK, but from abroad as well. So MLS and Saudi Arabia. It is worldwide. It's global. It's non-stop, 365 days a year, depending if you're an Olympian or not. Do you, do you also think that maybe we've got more into club football over sort of like the 10, 15 years than, than we were? There's been more of a draw towards that with all the money that's gone into it as well. Think do you think that, that's, it's now become more of a spotlight for us? This is what I was going to say. I, I, I think one, add to the fact what they were saying about, well, what we're both saying about 
England will just top the group. We know that. Um, add to the fact of the squad selection, I think wasn't the most exciting, or, or there was a few frustrations around that. But yeah, I think, especially with the Premier League, everybody loves the Premier League. The focus is on that. That's where all the the kind of the the bantering and the the excitement and the pressure seems to be, and you you, you lose that. And then most of the fans then almost feels like dissipate because the whole world supports the Premier League, right? Yeah. And yeah, and and I think it's I think even the players, to be to be honest with you, we, we've seen before. I think there's more excitement that, that or there's lack of excitement. It feels like when they're playing for the national team. I mean, it's different when it comes to the World Cup because that's com- or the Euros because that's competitive. But I think for qualifiers, people just see them as you know as non-events now. Yeah, yeah they I, are. I don't think there's a couple of other things for me. One is impacts on social media. Like back in the day, you used to have CFAT. They had the internet, but now football is everywhere. You look on X or other social media platforms are available, but it's everywhere there. It's also on TV every single day. You can find a football match. Every day. Where it used yeah. to be, you know, Saturday, Sunday, maybe midweek. It's now EPL or Cup games. Every day of the week. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, and I guess when we have the international break, we only get the two games in that week. Whereas, yeah, like you're saying, right now, this week, we don't, we'd normally have a game tonight. There'd be a couple of games probably midweek. Then, then there'd be the Friday night, the Saturday and the Sunday. Whereas, and, well, and we'd have loads of games. Because Wales are playing tonight in, in quite a crucial game. And then you've got England-Scotland tomorrow night. And then it's... Uh, They've staggered no, the internationals in, now, so it's over every night for no, like a week. Well, I mean, more from the Premier League perspective, um, national teams like England fans won't support Scotland, so they don't, they, they won't yeah. really care about that. Or Wales, sorry, they won't, they won't necessarily care about that. I, I still think, and and I was actually at, at my neighbour's house for the second half of the England game. I just think that, and because you've got the Nations League as well, which most people still don't understand what that's all about. I still think tournament qualifiers should be at the end of a season and you do it as a month long, almost a mini tournament itself. Just get the, you know, I think maybe, well, for me, I think they'd be a bit more interesting because you'd have games, it'd be like a mini World Cup or a mini Euros, but you condense it into a month. Yeah, yeah, agreed. Um, Can I just, sorry then, can I say something on the England-Scotland game? I don't know if you've got this in your your newsfeed or not. Uh, I believe... When they play tomorrow, it's going to be the 150th anniversary. It's, it's the 150th anniversary of the oldest international fixture, um, which is why we're playing Scotland tomorrow. And I believe we're also wearing a very, we're both, well, both England and Scotland, both wearing commemorative kits. So they're not going to be wearing their, their kit as, a, as they are today. It's been remodelled from the, the kit from 150 years ago. It's a nice touch. Yeah. Is it still? (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's what I was going to say. Is it still as? um, I mean, I know it's a friendly, isn't it? It's not, but it's a friendly. But the thing was, never call England Scotland a friendly because of the 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 emotions and the competitiveness. But is it still like that now? I don't know. Um, I feel well. I guess it's a bit changed, and we we were going to come on to us if you'd stuck to my agenda, but I haven't told you. But it's, (laughs) (laughs) but. 
But obviously, Scotland are absolutely flying in in the Euros qualifying. So they're in, you know, they've won five out. Of, I think it's five out of five games at the I top have, of the yeah. group, and they they've already played Spain. So, I, what what I was about to say is, in previous years, there's been quite a gulf between them. So, it hasn't really been as competitive, has it? But I wonder now, with Scotland flying, it's a, it's a little bit, it's a little bit different. It probably is. Probably Scotland are looking at this fiction going. You know, we could have them. We're, we're, we're playing well. As a, I, I do wonder, does it mean more for for those from Scotland than it does from England? I think so. Um, I think that's fair. For me, where yeah, I'm a little bit Scottish. I'm not that bothered. And he's a little bit Scottish. He's a little bit Scottish. Now they're good. Now they've won five yeah. out of five games. He's suddenly and, found some yeah. Scottish in him. I'm and what's your Italian. next week you'll come in the tartan <laughs> when Scotland <when laughs> win he'll be coming in with the accent yeah I, I guess Sorry. because it's friendly it doesn't mean much I mean the game I look look back at is a, was Euro 96 yeah well, that's yeah. a game that meant something yeah I, I don't know in, again in your agenda that you you want us to know but you didn't send on is there anything about a player switching between the two those two national sides, or can I say it? No, you can bring it up when we get to the allotted spot on the agenda, if, if you don't mind. Wow, he's so strict. Okay. <laughs> so, 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 go. Let's go back to England versus Ukraine because there's, there's a few points we I want to make about that, that particular game and get your views on um, both. And there was obviously a bit of a talk about their inclusion in the squad. Both Jordan Henderson and Harry Maguire got left on for the full 90 minutes um, of that game, while informed players such as Madison and Bellingham got taken off around the 60-minute mark. So what are your thoughts on Henderson and Maguire getting a full a full cap? Do you want me to say this as the other England fan here? Yeah, the other England. Yeah, you take it as the other England fan. Uh, I kind of want to go into footed on Southgate go on. and get red carded myself. So when when Southgate first started, he said, he explicitly stated he would play players on form. Yeah. Now, we know that throughout, throughout time, that's shown as not to be true. And what he seems to do more of is go with loyalty to his players, ones he probably trusts maybe more than others. But the problem is, Maguire hasn't played. Well, I think he came on as a sub against Arsenal. Uh, and that's the only club minutes he's got this season. See, Henderson, he's, he's actually a little fact for you. He's played more minutes for England this season than he has for Man United now. There we go. Mm. And it's not a surprise. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Henderson, obviously, gone to Saudi Arabia. But you can tell watching the match, his legs are gone. Yeah. He can't run. He struggled to pass. And I, for me personally, with Henderson going to Saudi Arabia, I think he should be dropped. I don't think he should be near the squad. Yeah, at that point, I think yeah, I think you're right. I think he should retire from international football, but that shouldn't even be needed. He shouldn't. I think there's a, there's a slight difference between the two players. Whereas Maguire's position, I don't think we're spoiled with the number of players that can play in that position. And Maguire has got a good record for England, and he has played well, and he has got experience. I still don't think he should be there, but I can caveat Maguire a little bit more. Whereas Henderson. We're spoiled in that position, 
And there's so many good players that we could slot into that position. So the fact he gets 90 minutes, and I think I read somewhere that Madison played out of position almost to make sure that Henderson played. And that doesn't make sense to me. Yeah. So this is going to be one of my follow-ups. So we'll get sent off. But I I like Maguire as a player. I think he's good. He's talented. But he needs to have the right partner in defence with him. Yeah. Problem is, he's slow. He's not mobile. And he's often the most the deepest player because he likes to pass the ball around a bit. If you if you look at the way England played, is that typical or standard sort of horseshoe passing, centre back to right back, back to centre back to left back. And it's, it's dull, it's not progressive. It's just not good football. And I think there are better centre backs available, even with those injured, you could play. Mm. I mean, that, well, that, that, that's kind of what I was going to say. I think with Maguire, I almost think he's all right. I don't necessarily mind him being picked as such in the sense of he has, you know, he has done it for England before. I think he's a, a solid performer. But the fact that he hasn't played this year, I think is an absolutely massive, you know, that's got to be a massive factor. Um, so I think, oh, but... But less so than I think Henderson. And, you know, going to a league at the moment, which probably hasn't really been proven in terms of the, the how physical and how it's how it's playing out. And, and like I said, when you've got... I think that position is more clear-cut. We're, I think England is really spoiled at the moment with midfielders and, a, you know, attacking plays sort of from the midfield up. Um, you know, there could be an argument made for defence, but again, it's not like we're we're you know going hungry in that that department. But yeah, the Henderson one really did surprise me um, for the whole game as well. Yeah, yeah, for the whole game. Whereas Benham, who's obviously you know out of this world in Spain at the moment, gets taken off at sixty minutes, and it's it's not like yeah. we're winning the game comfortably at that stage. I mean, and I, you could argue how was he playing now? I, I, I don't know. I, yeah, I don't know that, but I'm you know, we've, on it being better than Henderson. Though. Yeah, <laughs> we, we've been singing his praises for the few, last few weeks, yeah, haven't we? Uh, Bellingham, not not Southgate, um, <laughs> Henderson. But yeah, it, it does surprise me because yeah, I don't know. As a as a let's say as a young England player, I'm looking at the team and thinking, what do I have to do to get into the team when someone who hasn't played or has barely played for their team and another one who's gone like I said gone to a, a, a league which is unproven really at the moment in terms of it must, it must feel a bit clicky mustn't it um, yeah. like you know you look at Jared Bowen who started playing the season well Ward Prowse we've, both names we've mentioned lately they must be sitting at home thinking what do I need to do to get into that team yeah uh, I know think, I them. Yeah. yeah do you think maybe it's we know Southgate is probably this is his last tournament. Do you think this is him almost showing that he can make a point? He's doing what he wants. And there's always the arguments about him being a yes man. Do you think it's almost a, I'm in charge of this? And do you think this is going to cause friction in, in like the squad because of what he's I doing? I think there might be a mate, a mates type thing. You know, he might not just have like a professional friendship with some of these players and they just get picked based on the friendships maybe. Yeah. Not anyway, the, sorry, Dan. Sorry, sorry. On, the, on the Madison, he was playing left wing. Yeah. Which is wrong because he's not a left wing. He's more of a sort of a supporting striker. Yeah. But it goes, it goes back to the days where we played people out of position to make sure Gerard and Lampard were both in the team. Hmm. 
and it's it's like just play people whether meant to play and uh, you know he's proven himself as a centre midfielder over the last few weeks so why not stick him in centre midfield yeah you've got Grealish who's a more than capable player on the left he does it for his yeah. club you yeah. have Foden has got the inside right you could have him next to Saka in place of Henderson yeah more than capable almost like a Saka Odegaard but for international level I mean yeah. Foden's an incredible player yeah I just don't yeah. get why he's not playing yeah it's a weird one, isn't it? Oh, um, but can, can we talk about Kane's assist as well? What an assist. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it, it feels like the wrong way around. It feels like Kane should have been where Walker was standing and yep. someone in centre midfield who's not Jordan Henderson should be playing that ball <laughs> into him. Yeah. Yeah. It's, well, uh, on that, this is, this is funny. No, no, because I'm going to bring up the whole Kane. Okay, I'm doing it anyway. Yeah, I think that is because that shows the last few years of where he's been at Tottenham almost having to drop back and that's why I think he it's a shame I wish he, he could have stayed one more season because now we have got the creative midfielders he didn't need to drop so far back but I think that that assist is showing basically what he's had to do at Spurs for the last couple yeah. of seasons at least yeah I don't think he also gets enough credit for that uh, you know I think a couple of seasons ago he got the most assists and most goals in a season and he won both those awards and I don't think that really got talked about as much as it should have done he should be like the Gary Lineker goal hanger type player. He's that, you know, he's that yeah. good at finishing. He should, he should just be there in in and around that box. Yeah, few. I don't know if you noticed it, but a few Spurs fans have um, lost a bit of heart in Harry Kane over the last week over his comments in the press conference. Have you seen this? Yeah, I get it, and I don't get it at the same time. I think we shouldn't jump on comments which are made at Spur of the moment. I don't think he meant yeah. the way, but Twitter's suddenly yeah. that's Twitter, isn't it? So, yeah. Or X? That's <laughs> He's given so many years to the club. The, the way Spurs fans, and I say this as a Spurs fan, but the way Spurs fans are so short-sighted and then criticise him for those comments, I think is unfair uh, and unjust. How many people have left the company to go to another job? And uh, you know, and do they always speak highly, or do, you know, there's yeah. a reason why they've left that previous job, right? Yeah, yeah. It is what it is. Anyway, so we've gone off the agenda a little bit, which I still have Oh, no, 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 we're, um, we're not allowed to do that. Uh, a few, uh, I didn't actually have Harry Kane on the agenda for once, so we'll stay clear of him. Um, so other things that happened in European football, and we'll go to our Italian correspondent to talk about this what? one. <laughs> but you, I didn't even, but, I didn't watch it. But you it. drew with North Macedonia. You're, I think you're at risk of not qualifying at the moment. No, no. Well, they hate us, don't they? Well, no, sorry, they don't hate us. North Macedonia are, are the team that we hate, I think, because they, they knocked us out of the previous qualifiers, didn't they, in that playoff? No, I think we were three games in hand on yourselves, on England. I think, basically, if we were to win the two games in hand, that's that's saying something. I think we'd go into second. Um, yeah, 10, 10 points. Yeah, I think we're going to second, but at the moment, I, you know, the Italian football team is just in a period of whatever they are, is they're going through. I mean, new manager, so it was his new squad, his first game. I think there's a couple of new players. Um, it looks like there's a couple of injuries they're having to bring in a couple of new players on top of that. So, yeah, yeah it's like I said, it's such a bizarre, you know, that Euro winner side. It's just real, real odd period for that team at the moment yeah. um, you are right you have got a few games in hand but it does look like it's going to be between you and Ukraine who comes second in that group I don't yeah. think, I yeah. think England should clear it oh, no, no, no one's winning that group yeah outside of England yeah, yeah. Um, other results from around 
the league. So Kosovo drew with Switzerland, which I, I picked out. Ireland lost to Holland 2-1. Spain beat Georgia 7-1. As we touched upon, Scotland beat Cyprus to head up a group with... And they're heading up a group with Spain, Norway, Georgia and Cyprus. And you're like, that's not that's not a weak, weak group, is it? That's, you know, yeah. that's third or fourth type group. But yeah, yeah they're, they're top in that yeah. group at the moment. Um, and what else? Uh, was this any other Euro games? Not any other Euro games I kind of picked out. Um, and as we touched upon, England are due to play Scotland um, in the 150th anniversary of the oldest fixture. Um, Germany lost a game to Japan 4-1, which is a friendly because obviously Germany are hosting the Euros next year. And following that game, their manager Flick was sacked. And that is actually the first time a Germany manager has ever been sacked. Yeah, I saw that since since oh. 1926, isn't it? When they, which it is was when the world was yeah. created, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I've never felt we need to sack a manager in the past, which I thought was was quite interesting. Um, other news, um, obviously the, the Spain the Spain women's saga continues uh, with Rubales. Is, I think I say pronounce his name. Rubales um, announced that he was quitting on the on a Piers Morgan interview. Which just blows my mind how that interview ever came about because he's obviously Piers Morgan's obviously just picking out things which are talkative and on social media at the moment. But he announced that he's he's quitting and stepping down from his role. Um, any comments on that? He had to go. I don't think there was any way this could have ended without him stepping down. Yeah, it's about time. It's a shame he's done it on that media or through that media platform. Yeah, when it should have been yeah. done, you know, properly. For the sake of Spanish do? football as well, and and the, and especially the Spanish women's team, I think there was there was no way this was going to end with the amount of people going on strike and the the amount do of you, press. So let me ask you: is, Do you think this is about the isolated incident after that final, or do you think this is a more a bigger picture? I need to step down. Definitely a bigger picture, I think. Yeah, yeah I think th- th- there must have been a lot of pressure from. It's pretty 360 pressure on him to step down. Yeah. It's just a shame it's taken so long for him to do it. Yeah. I think if he just came out and apologised when it first happened, and I'm, I'm in a bit of two minds about this, and I don't know if I'm going to say something a little bit controversial, and I don't mean to be because I don't justify what he's done, and what he's done is wrong, and there is definitely a problem in the world where that sort of stuff exists. But on a scale of what's right and what's wrong, I think there's a lot, more things which are a lot more wrong that happen in the world. That's not what he's done, if that makes sense. And it feels like social media, as a social media bandwagon, which made it impossible for him not to quit. Um, and whether that, you know, and like I said, it it's probably is a bigger picture thing. But I just feel like once it was on the Twitter bandwagon or the X bandwagon, that was it. There's just no hope of him continuing that role. Thanks. I think social media <laughs> plays a lot into this. I think it's a shame that a lot of it has to play out in social media, but then the counter-argument is if social media wasn't there, would some of these things come to light and happen? I think that... But do you f- think that she would have complained if it hadn't come out on social media? It's, it's the thing. Is, is she now just... Not justifying, but is she now realising it was bad in hindsight and did she realise it was bad at the time I guess it's, it's kind of a question mark I have uh, I, I don't know about that 
but the fact even if it was a social thing and it wasn't her i think that's that's the counter argument i'm putting forward is does this highlight things that would have in previous years gone yeah. un, uh what's the word un not uncovered but unnoticed i guess is probably yeah. the term no, like I said, I don't justify the action. I think what he's done is wrong and he probably does need to step down. I just I feel like the way people have jumped on the bandwagon, it just seems yeah. a little bit too much for the crime that's been committed. I think the, the other thing to note is in Spain, the women's players uh, for their at club, club level are going on strike for two games. Yeah. So I think there's a lot happening in Spain at the moment. And Rubiales is probably the tip of the iceberg. Yeah. I think there's a lot more to come. Yeah. Okay. Um, and the only other thing I've before we go on to a feature is um, but the Saudi window shut and Salah is staying put at Liverpool. Yeah. Uh, that was a, that was an interesting that was an interesting story altogether. But something now now I can mention it because we are still in the international thing and it does actually feed back into England and Southgate as manager and so I was saying so do you see apparently Harvey Barnes is looking to potentially switch nationality to Scottish because I think he's saying he can't get into the team now I don't know enough about him in the sense of would he get in that midfield side um, anyway but what I found interesting was he has played for England but it was in a friendly so you can switch if you've not played in a competitive match which i've found odd mm-hmm. yep i still thought if you played for the you know the, the first team the senior team that's it you've 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 picked that but yeah he's looking to potentially switch so if scotland qualify as well he could be facing england uh, yeah has he done the try before you buy for international football <laughs> yeah. well yeah i guess I, I can't remember when that cap was but i guess he's he's you know he's waited all this time and if he's not going to get it and you can you know we were saying about this about the chap you mentioned last week dave i can't remember the, the you know the american english guy but 25 years old i guess his, his chances are limited now for england anyway they are but on the yeah i completely agree now i think if you put yourself as a player and you have that age we think actually i want to play international football i want to be on the you know the, the biggest stage and if you're unlikely to play for that sort of conversation we had last week, if you can't play for your, you know, your, your first nation, could you get yeah. in for your second? Yeah, yeah. Uh, the, the interesting one is Evan Ferguson of Brighton. He, he's the 18-year-old uh, striker who scored a hat-trick oh, last yeah. round of Premier League games. Yeah. He's played for Ireland, but he can qualify for England as well. We've got loads of attacking options. That's the only thing. Well, he's got he's got Henderson to compete with as well, hasn't he? So. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I was thinking if you project forward, Kane's not yeah. going to be around forever. This kid's 18 years yeah. old, banging in goals in Premier League. Well, why wouldn't you want him to play? Yeah. It's the same with Gareth Bale, wasn't it? When he was growing up, he had the option of playing for both and he chose Wales. But knowing what you know about him now, he is truly Welsh. And I, yes. I can't yeah. see a position where he is so passionate about being Welsh. I just can't see that he would ever have chosen England. Yeah, but then I think yeah, Declan Rice and Jack Grealish, they played for Ireland's youth level. Yeah. They played for England at men's. Yeah. Um, just about, I've not played for any nation at any level, so I'm eligible to play. 
forever. Um, cool. So we're going to go just conscious of time and just um, time boxing what we need to do next. So what I wanted to go now we've got a bit more time because there's less league football. I thought. Is that, be- sorry, Dan. Was that a way of you telling us to stop talking so we can yeah. move on? Yeah. So if you could, yeah, take the hint and let me explain the next bit. Great. Um, no. Jokes the Harvey so, yeah, Barnes I'll- swapping countries, right? What about that? Um, so i wanted to now we're a few games into the premiership season um and we've all we you know in in our tax chats and our general conversations we've made prediction a fair few predictions which i think probably some have changed based on now the the first three or four games in i wanted to go try and go down the list of premiership teams and kind of decide what kind of group they fall in you know, are they title winners? Are they contending for the title? Are they Champions League contenders? And so on and so forth down the league um, and, and see where you think they fall. So I was going to do it in the order that the league is in now. So I'm going to start with Manchester City um, and where you think, how you think they're going to do this season and what kind of group do you feel that they feel fall into? Title contenders. Title contenders. Yeah, I, th- you- I think... I think you can't see past that. Do you? But do you think? Um, see, I would go a step. I, I would go a step <laughs> further and say I think they're title winners. I, I just don't see anyone getting close to them this year. Oh, I sorry. Yeah, if yeah, I think they'll win it again. But at the moment, we're only four games in. So you know, yeah. do we want to? There's one target, is that? contenders. Yeah, okay. I, I do. I, I do think it'll be another one. I think they're going to go for that record. It'll be four in a row, won't it? So yeah. Um, second in the league, who are currently Tottenham Hotspur. Um, where do we think they're going to be? Like them to stay seven. where they are. <laughs> stay, stay where they are. You think in the seventh, so you think chasing Europe? Yes. Okay. Yeah, I, I, do you know what? I'm going to stick my guns. I said in the chat a few weeks back, I, I'd i like them to be, yeah, the fifth or sixth. I, you know, and I, I've, got, I've got fifth in my head. I don't think we'll get Champions League, although that might be Champions League this year, you never know. I, I, th- I think I think we'll do enough to get back into into Europe. Um, so I'm going to put us as Champs League contenders, but I think we're going to fall outside of those positions. So I think we will be in contention for it until later. <laughs> yeah, I think I think fifth or six. Yeah, yeah, I, I I agree with that. I think we're on the same page of that. Okay, cool. Um, and Dave's on an incorrect page, but we'll, we'll address that later. <laughs> um, um, Liverpool. Title contenders. Interesting. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know. The only caveat is the African Cup of Nations. Yeah. In January. yeah. Obviously, they have Salah, but who knows? There's also a transfer window. Yeah. I... Yeah, Liverpool are going to be a funny side this year because, yeah, like you said, the, the African Cup of Nations. Also, it just, Klopp always feels like he's on the edge of potentially erupting all the time. And I, d- I don't know if the Salah thing, because I think he'll go next year. I, th- I think he's, he's Salah gone. Salah or Klopp? Salah, sorry. I think he'll, both, he'll be gone. Well, both. So, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm going to say not title contenders, but I'll put them in Champions League. That's exactly what I've got down. Champs League places, but I don't see him being in. You know, when it gets to February, March, we're talking about in the title race. I don't think they'll be in it. Mm. But I think they'll be top four. Um, West Ham. Mid table. Yeah, I can see them dropping off. Yep. 
So Although they have made, oh, they've made some very good signings, haven't they? And they've started very well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll say top eight or or fifth Ooh. to eight. Fifth, I, like I feel like you're making up a group, but it's fine. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Okay. No, I just think the signings they've made. I think they'll do. Yeah, they'll do well, but not quite well enough. I. I think Europe's going to be a burden for them this year. I think they're going to play a lot of games. And, but saying that, they've replaced Declan Rice with three players, so maybe that makes their squad a bit bigger. Maybe they can cope with it a bit better. I don't yeah. know, but yeah. I, I think land the ninth, tenth mark. I don't think they'll qualify for Europe this year, unless they win the competition again. Um, what are you saying that to the next one? Oh, it's mid-table, isn't it? That's what you're saying. Oh, I thought you were preempting my next. I thought you were preempting the next team of mid-table. That's what I heard. That's what I'm I heard. I'm not giving yours because you keep on flip-flopping. Um, the next team is Arsenal, which is why I thought you were saying that. And you got excited when I said that. <laughs> yeah, you bet. I've already written it down. <laughs> <laughs> so, Dave, we'll start with you as the Arsenal correspondent. Yeah, uh, title challengers. Yeah. Okay, yeah. and Dan? Yeah, I think so as well. I think so as well. Um, I still think it'll be City. No offence, but I th- I th- yeah, I think well, that'll be up there. What's that? Sorry, 140 offences City have done. Uh, <laughs> well, yeah, well, if they ever yeah. get done for that, yeah, yeah, they won't get done for that this year. Um, I'm going to put down top four, and uh, the reason I say that is not because I don't think they're finished second. I think they're capable of finishing second. I just I think Man City are going to be in cruise control again. Um, which is the reason why I say that. Well, so um, the different. Sorry, the, the thing last year was Man City got off to a shocking start, or they had a shocking early part of the season, and it was the ground they made up. Whereas at the moment, okay, four games, but you know they got the hundred percent. So it's it, the thing about City is that they've started so well this time. Yeah. Whereas that was Arsenal last year, wasn't it? They were on a hundred percent for yeah a good six seven games, wasn't it? They they yeah. started really well last yeah. year. Um, Brighton. I would love to see them sort of do Europe again. Yeah, I think that'd be top seven, maybe six or seventh. Yeah. Even with the players they've lost? Yeah, I think their their recruitment is so good. I don't think they're all, they'll miss the players. Okay. I'm and the manager for, seems to get the best out of them as well. Yeah. I'm going to go for mid-table because I think with Europe this year and losing their best players, I, I think there's going to have to be a dip. Hopefully I'm wrong, so I like I like Brighton. In your portfolio? It's in my secondary portfolio, yeah. <laughs> as the teams I look out for to see if they've won. Uh, Crystal Palace? Lower half. Yeah, I'll, yeah, I'll say that um, as well. Relegation fight, or do you think safe, but bottom half? Safe. safe. Same thing pretty much every season. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to go safe, bottom half, and I think we're all kind of agreed on that. Okay. Brentford? Safe, mid to low. Off. Yeah, I'm going to say mid. It's going to be interesting to see what happens with them. So they've got Ivan Tony coming back in January, but he needs game time. Yeah. 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 I, think, uh, I think, yeah, mid mid table. Okay, I'm going to go safe, safe, but bottom half. Nottingham Forest. Mid table. Yeah, safe, safe, mid to low. Again. Mid to low. And I'll I think my table at the moment is just. Position one and two, and then, like, yeah. isn't it? I think that's all I've got. Yeah. yeah. But, when Dan says they'll be somewhere in the bottom 18. <laughs> well, all, for me, all, all I'm thinking about is Europe and relegation. So I'm, these ones are all safe, yeah. 
Aston Villa. I think mid table as well. They're in Europe again this year. They're in Europe, aren't they? Yeah, and yeah, I think I, that that'll be the. I don't think. Thing. I don't think. Yeah, I don't think they'll qualify again. I think mid table. Sorry, okay. Jerry. Um, Manchester United. Manchester I would like to say relegated. Yeah. But... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we we were saying just before we started this, Dan, didn't we? That at the moment they're going through a hell of a lot of things at the moment the so field battles aren't they yeah so I, I yeah I see mid-table I, I see him having a shocker so do I so I I don't rate Ten Hag oh well, yeah that's... he's not coming across as a good man manager at the moment is he definitely not I think I think mid-table again I think being back in the Champions League this year will be a struggle for them all the off the field battles I can't I think I qualify outside of European positions this year and, and they, haven't had, they haven't had a good start either. They didn't look good against Tottenham, didn't look good against Arsenal, didn't look good no. against Wolves. They haven't had a good match yet, I don't think. And they spent a lot of money. There's a lot of stuff in the media about that they need to spend. They have spent a lot already. People seem to ignore that. Well, we I saw something on X the other day and I was telling Dan about it, is that Man United are the biggest net spenders in the whole of Europe um, at the moment. You know, They're above the likes of Man City, which we always complain about spend spend all the money but Man United are spending more and not selling as much as, as what Man City do so yeah so very interesting let's I hope they go downwards um, so and Chelsea Football Club what do we see them doing this year? Right this is where call me crazy I actually see them getting into Europe I, I think that well, which, which European competition we're talking about Champions League or well, Champions League but I reckon as in like maybe fourth not you know not title contenders or anything do like you? that I think they'll turn it around. I think they will. You are crazy. Yeah. Well, do you know what I mean? It's just one of those things. I, I believe you know. I kind of trust Poch. Will it, it is such a difficult thing to have come into, but you know you can't deny they've got the players there. And okay. I, I think he. I think I think he'll do it. I think there'll be a turning point. Okay. I think Champs League contenders, but I think maybe they're finished just outside. And I hope they do, because I think that's the one team that Tottenham could finish above this year. Um, Fulham. Bottom half. That's in pretty like, much where they like are now. Mid, yeah. Yeah, where they are now. Okay. Okay, I think we're all agreed on that. Now, this is an interesting one, because this is one we often differ about, is Newcastle United. I personally think they're overrated as a team. And um, maybe top 10. Top 10, Okay. Yeah, so I don't see them repeating the last year. No, they've got Champions League. Their squad hasn't really improved or got bigger. It's, it's interesting. I really felt like they were going to invest this summer and really yeah. build up the team for the Champions League. But I don't feel like they have. They, they bought a midfielder in, Italian midfielder. I think that's about it as far as I'm aware. Yeah, I, I think they're going to struggle. I, I'm the, I was just going to say what you were saying, Dan. I'm surprised that they haven't spent money. And... I think they're kind of doing what Tottenham did a few years ago under Poch. I think they're playing far better than you potentially on what's on paper. I think there's like a spirit and, you know, there was a momentum. And I think, yeah, with Champions League, I think they might even struggle. Uh, uh, you know, at most you maybe look at the comp, the, the Europa, uh, I think. I think there's other teams that are going to do better than them without distractions. Okay. Um, I've got them down as Champions League contenders. I think 
come the end of the season, I think it'll be between Tottenham, Chelsea and Newcastle who who are fighting out for that last last spot. And Liverpool, Arsenal above them with City is, is how I see it going. Um, but again, like I've said before, I hope I'm wrong. I just I feel like they're going to build something, man. I think January they might spend spend big. They were, I think they'll spend big if they somehow sneak through their Champions League group. But I can't see that happening. Um, Wolverhampton Wanderers. Where they are now safe. Yeah, yeah, where they are now safe. Yeah. Safe, safe, safe. Okay. Bournemouth. This is where it gets interesting now, isn't it? Because there's there's five teams left, and neither of you have said yeah. any releg- relegation well, cases yet. I've got I've got Bournemouth as being relegated. Dave, I'm going to put them as safe. Right. But in a relegation fight, do you think? Yes. Relegation fight, and I think relegation fight. So Dave, we got to pick three relegated teams from the last four. But I th- I think I'm okay about Sheffield. I've got United. my three. Yeah, I've got my three. I've got them going down. Okay, Dave. I think they'll be safe. Oh, Dave's going off the same with me as the three teams <laughs> that are getting relegated. I, I think they'll be into a battle. I don't think they'll be safe till right at the very end. But yeah. I think the last three clubs, I think, are going to go down. Um, Everton. A safe relegation battle, though. No, you're wrong. Um, Dave? I, I, th- I think they're down. I think they've been holding on too long, haven't they? Uh, <laughs> they, they haven't really improved. They bought a big... Big lump of a striker, but they haven't really improved. The only advantage they've got is they've got Sean Dyche, haven't they, who is a premiership experienced manager and maybe just a bit more experienced than the other managers down there. And I think they'll have, I know they've been shocking the last few years, but I think that experience, I think, in especially in the winter months, etc., and against them, I, the other teams, I think, will prove just enough. But yeah, just, okay. as in literally just enough. Okay, so um, Luton Town. This is my other crazy one. I think they're going to be safe. I honestly, yeah. I, I think Dave, they're Dave, make sure you get on a soundbite and we'll play that, <laughs> we'll play that back in May. I'll be happy. Well, well, I won't be happy to be proven wrong, but I think I think their home ground, I think, will be, in, be difficult for some teams. And I think it'll be their home. Don't forget, I think they've played the first three or three away, wasn't it? Um, or Well, at least, the, yeah, the first three away. I think they'll have just enough at home to save them. Okay. Um, Dave? Well, I think Dan is wrong. Uh, they're not, they haven't got enough to stay up. They haven't got enough quality. I mean, while you can sort of rely on your home form or home crowd as, as a 12th man, ultimately it's not going to get you those three points every single match you need. I think similar. Um, I'd, I'd, obviously, I love Luton Town. I'd love them to stay up. The the, free, the few games I've watched them in, I feel like I've been watching a cup game where they've drawn a higher opposition and there's just the golfing class is too big. Yeah. I think they will pick up a surprising result or two at home. I can see them beating like a Man United or see them beating a Chelsea um, when they turn up. But I actually, I feel confident they're going to finish 20th. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm that <laughs> confident that they're going to go down. And I, I hope, I really hope I'm wrong. Um, and the last one we've got is Burnley. Relegated. Yeah, relegated. Dan, Dan, I feel like you've only got like one team that's going down. No, oh, no, you haven't. no, you haven't. No, no, I've got Bournemouth, Sheffield, Sheff- and uh, yeah, Bournemouth, Sheffield, and Burnley. Okay, um, I'll write up my notes on this, and we can compare it back at the end of end of the season and see who's more right or who's more wrong. 
Okay, so are you two ready for the quiz? Um, yeah, I mean, I've yeah. still been living off my victory of last week. <laughs> so, you know, I'm a, I'm a little bit, you know, I don't know how well I'll do today because it's all about last week's result for me. But. So, we're, I forgot about last week. What happened last week? That's just been wiped. Let's not go into it now. We haven't got time. Um, so, this week, we are talking about Gareth Southgate's reign as England oh. manager. <laughs> um, and the rules of the game um, are that I am going to ask you for a player who has scored one or more goals under Gareth Southgate. Um, you can't name the, the same player. So when I go to Dan, he names someone. Dave can't name the player when he goes next. That makes sense. So you have to have unique players. Um, I, I was going to wonder if I should do five players or ten. We'll see how, many, how many goals? How many goals that would they have scored? Just sorry? one or more. They just, just need one or more. Just need scored any goals under Gareth Southgate. I am excluding Harry Kane from this because he has scored by far. It would be unfair whoever picked him. At the end of a contest, I'm going to add up the number of goals that your <laughs> players have scored, and then that's going to decide the winner. Does that make sense? I think so. Just about. It's, it sounds unfair to me, but. So exa- I'm excluding Harry Kane, so I use him as an example. But if you were to pick yeah, Harry yeah. Kane, you would get 53 points. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, okay. Now, I'm not going to do it. I'm going to... I'm completely changing the rules. So I'm going to do it the ABBA, so the ABBA, <laughs> ABBA formation. So first person will get one guess, next person gets two guesses and two guesses and two guesses and two. We're okay. trying to do, we're trying to do 10 players each. I'm going to give you a tiebreaker to see who goes first. Um... And the tiebreaker question is, how many goals did Gareth Southgate score for England? Two. Dan? Three. Dave, you are correct on two oh, points. Wow. On two goals. <laughs> we get a point uh, for that as well. No, no, that's just to see. That's just to make sure you go first. So, Dave, you get first choice of an England player under Gareth. And these statistics are taken from... They were last updated in June 2023, so it doesn't include the last few games because I couldn't find a website that did that. This include penalties? Not from a penalty shootout. If it's a, if it's a goal okay. within 90 minutes or extra time okay. when it's counted, but not penalty shootout goals. Okay. okay. So, Dave, you get the first... And we do try and do 10 each, but, Dave, you get the first England player. So, okay. One or more goal? What, just anyone that scored a goal. Carl Walker. From, right, let me explain the rules again. It's from before June 2023, so Kyle Walker's latest goal wouldn't be excluded. But you've okay, got to I thought you got your data from June, sorry. No, 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 no. So, from be- sorry, Gareth Southgate's reign before June 2023. Sounds like an answer to me. Bakaya <laughs> um, Saka. Bakaya Saka is correct, and he scored 11 goals. So that's 11 points to Dave. Uh, Sterling. Sterling. Yep, yeah, Raheem Sterling. That is 18 points. Marcus Rashford. Nah. No, I'm, uh, uh, no, actually, I'll, I'll revert back to A, A B, A, B, A. That's fine. Um, Marcus Rashford. Um, that is correct. He has scored 15 goals. Same now. I'm, why do I feel like I'm struggling? <laughs> not, the only, not the only one, Dan. I don't think I was paying attention. I think, I think this feels unfair as you all um, 
kind of saying that I'm not an England supporter. This does then feel heavily weighted to Dave. So I'm just buying time here. Um, all right, look, we've we've maligned him enough. Um, Henderson must have got a couple, right? Yeah, Jordan Henderson has got three goals. So Dan, that's three points to you. Dave. What? My mate, Harry Maguire. Oh, you damn it, us. <laughs> Harry Maguire has got seven goals, so he's done quite well for England. Um, so that's seven surprising, points. Isn't it? it is surprising. Do you know what? The only one that's coming to mind at the moment is because he scored the goal in that final with Luke Shaw. Now I know that's probably only one. <laughs> no, Luke Shaw has three goals for England. Oh, has he? Okay. So that's three points to you. So that's three players each you've had so far. It was it ten in total? I was going to say, yeah, if we can get to ten, let's let's see how ten. We'll say ten maximum if you can get to ten players. Declan Rice. Oh, why is he picking my ones every time? <laughs> Declan Rice has scored three goals, so that is three points today. He's picking my answers every time. Lingard. I don't even Lingard. know if he scored. Lingard has scored. I've seen his name on the list. He scored six goals, Dan, so that is a high scorer. Is it six? Blimey. He scored quite a few in the World Cup that year, didn't he? I think. Um, Dave. Mason Mount. Mason Mount is on this list. Um, and he scored five goals. So that's four each. Who did you say last, Dave? Because uh, before Mount, because I got so annoyed. Saka. Oh, no, no. no you <laughs> it said Dexter Rice. Oh, Rice. Sorry, I'm just making a note. I just want to listen, Mount. Okay. Uh, let's say. Sophia. Kieran Trippier is on this list because he scored in that final. Um, but I've got a feeling that's the only time he scored. Where is he? Kieran Trippier at one point to Dan. No, I'm struggling. Phil Foden. Phil Foden. He must have scored some goals. He scored three goals, that's three points to Dave. Okay, and that's then reminded me of one I don't know if he has, I'm sure he has, Grealish. Um, Grealish is on this list, he scored two goals. Okay. I've got three players lined up and then I'm out. Okay. Deli Ali. Deli Ali is on this uh, list, he uh, has scored two. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I've forgotten how long. Southgate's been there. Uh, I'm drawing a blank. Um, Just to give you an idea, there is 42 of these answers. <laughs> you guys have named about seven of them. Or, no, I don't know. Oh, good one. Oh, good one. Vardy, I don't know. Vardy is in there. He scored three goals. That's a good answer. Dave. We had John Stones. Oh, Not yet, right. and he scored three goals for England. 
then. All right, no pressure. Um, just want to think of a player. Uh, greenish, uh, greenish rice. Um, no, he wouldn't have scored, so I'm not saying him. Uh, just because we're running out of time, I'm going to say Madison, but I know he hasn't. Um, no, he's not on the list. Yeah. So that's a cross against Dan's name. Uh, Dave, do you want to do one more to make it? Um, oh, no, no, you've both had the same amount of guesses. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, I'm eight. I'm an idiot. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Okay, so um, you've had eight guesses each. We can either do another two each or we can call it there. Let's do another two, make it ten. Dave Go said he had Dave. three players, so. Calvert Lewin. That's a good answer. He scored four goals. When he's fit, he's an incredible player. He's just never yeah. fit. Uh, I'm going to say Bellingham. I'm sure he got, he's got on the sheet. He's only scored one goal, believe it or not. Is it? Well, we've mentioned it. I'm just trying to think of players we've mentioned today as well. <laughs> but he's on the list. Dave. Trent Alexander-Arnold. Yes, he is on the list with two. Uh, and Dan, your final pick. Uh, I said, we said Henderson, didn't we? I, I, I think I said him. Yeah. I'm not saying it, I'm thinking it's, it's Jordan Pickford somehow scored a goal. Um, he hasn't, by the way. <laughs> Sorry, I was going to answer that question. Jordan Pickford has not scored. I'm, I'm struggling to think of other players because it feels like we've just had the same squad for the last however long. Um, Lalana, he's he played, didn't he? He was a regular for a bit, wasn't he? He scored two goals. Well done. And do you know what's interesting? He's the only person that scored under Sam Allardyce as well. Adam Lalana, interesting. Now that's interesting that would have been a competition. Now when he scored <laughs> under Sam Allardyce. Right. So that is ten answers each. Dan, obviously, you only scored nine. Um, Dave, you have a winner with fifty-five goals to thirty-nine. So well done. Some of the I'll read out the names quickly. Nine against thirty-five goals. 35 goals, yeah. The problem was Dave got Rashford and Saka, um, whereas your only high scoring one was Sterling. Sterling, yeah. Yeah, so players on the list, uh, but you didn't name Eric Dyer, scored one. It's very good, um, wasn't it? Calvin Freak. Phillips has scored one. It was a Calvin. Oh, no, did it really? Wow. Jaden Sancho. He was in one. the squad as well. That so I thought Dave said Calvin Lewin. I didn't say Cal Calvin Phillips. No, Calvin Phillips. Sorry. Um, do you know a Man City player? He's he's played once in the last few <laughs> years. He's he's scored an England goal. Um, Sancho, Ben Chilwell, uh, Tyrone Mings, um, Gary Cahill, Michael Keane, Ross Barkley, Oxley Chamberlain, Ward Prowse, Tammy oh. Abraham, Connor Cody, Harry Winks is in there. Ryan Bertrand, Callum Wilson, Danny Welbeck, Ollie Watkins, Daniel Sturridge, Emil Smith-Rowe, 
Danny Ings, and I don't remember this, but Jermaine Defoe has apparently scored a goal wow. under Southgate as well. Wow. Um, so there you have it, every England goal scorer. Um, congratulations to Dave. Um, that finishes this day. Dave gets a quiz well win done, on Dave. his birthday. Congratulations. Thank you very there much. There you go. Happy, bir- happy birthday to you. <laughs> yeah. um, anything anyone else wants to add before we sign off? Nothing from me, thank you. Uh, we might have keep your eyes and ears peeled we might have a bonus episode this week or coming up i only say might because uh you know i need to arrange it with the other hosts um and do we want to mention what you've been working on dave or do you want to hold that you mentioned it if you want go for it go for it this we we have started our own red bubble store i think it's called just for pod but we can post it in the show notes um, there's only a few designs on there, but I think they look pretty cool. Uh, um, I, say, you- I know I'm saying myself, but I think they look great. Absolutely fantastic. So definitely check them out. And yeah, everyone will be looking at you. So if you'd buy a t-shirt, everyone will be looking at you to see how good you look in it. Sounds like a that's a tagline. Yeah. <laughs> um, cool. Well, thank you both. And uh, we'll speak to you all next week. Yes, thank you. Thanks for listening to Just Football. We hope you enjoyed the show. If you did, please share with your friends and family. We're available on all podcasting platforms and you can follow us on X at Just Football Pod. In the meantime, keep your head up and your eyes on the ball.